Alrighty, listeners, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Hungover. <laughs> and I'm Sean Kelly. And we wish it was the 90s. First of all, Sam, that's your best intro so far. Secondly, yeah. how you doing, Hungover? Yeah, a little rough. A little bit. Yeah. I've got a cuppa here with me. So well, I've got great news for you because um, your c- continued rhetoric throughout the first season was that obviously Brian Singer only watched the animated show and never read a comic. And listening to X Men, the animated series podcast, uh, with and listening to them interview a couple of the writers from the show, uh, Julie and Eric uh, Lewald, <laughs> they pretty much confirmed that. Like, that's actually what he did. He might have even said that, though, didn't he? Maybe. But I thought maybe he was just jibing us. That's a yeah, weird run. Because you know he also banned comic books from the set because he didn't want the actors to <laughs> no. follow the comic book characterization? Really? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah right that's, it's absolute madness. That's, um, like, um, that's like the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire director. Um, his portrayal of Albus Dumbledore, well, Michael Gambon's portrayal with the help of the director. It's just disgraceful. Oh, is, that, is that that whole thing about how in the book he like whispers to Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And in the movie, he like throttles him. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> yeah, I think it says Dumbledore asked Harry calmly. <laughs> Look, I don't want to dive too deep on it, but the Goblet of Fire is where I started having issues with Harry Potter. Mm, interesting. I Dumbledore. Maybe don't run a life-threatening tournament for your students. <laughs> yeah, He's got a bit of a Professor X about him, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Good segue, Pat. Uh, yeah, well played. See what I did there. Um, anyway, you're waking up in President Kelly's world. <laughs> <laughs> on this episode today, we've got Till Death Do Us part part one and part two uh then we've got um i like how they actually drop the part for and they just have it um death to us part one and two rather than part i didn't even notice but i thought Mm. about how it's a bit of a nightmare to say uh whatever it takes uh red dawn repo man oh yeah baby and externally (laughs) yours Meg's biggest uh, fan will be reveling in Repo Man. We might just let him take the floor, eh? Let's let him do Repo Man. I'm so, Sam, do you whip Repo Man? Yeah, I, I, that was probably my favourite episode. I thought it was probably my favourite episode out of these ones as well. Yeah, sorry, which, out, of, out, of, out of the six. Although I did, six, I did enjoy yeah, the yeah, first same. two. I didn't enjoy the first two. You didn't? No, sorry, I did in the other oh, ones. Oh, you did, I, you did. I, yeah, I was real confused with the other ones. After watching Repo Man... That's the one with Alpha Flight, right? Yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. I think you sent him some message like you were struggling to get through it. And I was like, oh, dumb. Is that going to be a real rubbish episode? And then I watched it. I today. feel like I was, we're the Alpha Flight right. of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's oh, the little guy with the funny so voice? Lucky. Who, Puck? <laughs> the I'm human the hockey little, puck. I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the smallest of us, so I'll have to be Puck. Um, all right, should we get stuck in then? Absolutely. So, till death do us part, part one. Fuck um, off, one eye and Jean. 
they're not in episode uh, part one that much. Yeah, um, they start off in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Scott's walking around some random place. Wolverine and a tux going after him. Flashes to a church, and we see it's the actual wedding of Scott and Jean. So Wolverine's venting his rage at the wedding by killing multiple robot Cyclopses in the danger room. I got a lot of time for the Cyclops Sentinel edition. Think, yeah. think that's a, that's a that's yeah. a nice touch from the danger room. It was also Cyclops, like this, this being the first episode of the season, like. Meg's comeback just is insane as ever. <laughs> Wanting to basically kill Cyclops on the day of his wedding. And he also looks like he's dressed as a member of the bridal party. Yeah, he's got the matching tie, eh? Yeah, he got the call up for the bridal party, even though he's still trying to bone Jean. <laughs> that wedding attire is disgraceful. That <laughs> terrific lilac. Is, especially on the woman, looks so bad. I wonder if Gambit pushed it. He loves those his shades of purple. Why they put um, here Gambit equals creep? Yeah, that's a bit that comes shortly. Oh, yeah, that'll be the kissing thing, wouldn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it's pretty much he says, "Where I come from, we always kiss the bride," and he gives Jean a kiss on the cheek. Nice, like you know, that's right. Then he fixes his tie. We always kiss the bridesmaids too. And Rogue's like. <laughs> This ain't Cajun country, hon. Zip those lips. And then I've just got a note saying, I really like, I don't know if I like it, but I've got a lot of time for Gambit's 90s pony. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, also, nice of him to take off his sock for the wedding. Yeah. yeah. And then I've gone, hmm, something seems dodgy about this priest. And then I've gone, morph. And then evil morph. Uh, I love the, dis- the distinction between your morphs is basically there's normal morph who kind of looks like morph did in episode one, and then there's evil morph who's got incredible, terrible bags, kind of like yeah. Pat right now. Yeah, yeah, he looks sick. I'm basically evil morph today, but yeah, I had the same thing. Evil morph equals eye bags. <laughs> I think um, I, I think they do a really good job with the animation of evil morph. He looks yeah, he's really hard to look foolish. at. He looks completely mad. Yeah, <laughs> he is. <laughs> um, and then, and then it cuts to President Kelly's. I mean, it seems like his inauguration, but also seems like it's in like a press room. Yeah, it was a bit confusing. Um, but then, I've got a, I've written here some guy dressed as a mutant question mark, which it is. We find out later. Oh, you see him putting it on beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but maybe he was just already that. a mutant and he wanted to look mutant, more mutant Yeah, He was a bit of a saber-tooth sort of takeoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like one of those real cheap uh, costumes that can't be the actual character. You know, they're always called something else. <laughs> the ones you like get from Pizza Boy or something if you're trying to be. Yeah, <laughs> Wizard Boy for Harry Potter. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saber Wolf. <laughs> Spider lad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then before the guy interrupts the. Um, uh, oh, no. So uh, this is, is this at Beast pardoning? I don't know. But oh, no, it's back no, to the wedding. This was at that press conference and the um, yeah. B grade yeah. saber tooth comes raging yeah, so, in to cause a massive scene. Yeah. But so, isn't, yeah. isn't Senator Kelly's first act to pardon Beast? <laughs> 
Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, Beast, Beast quoting Romeo and Juliet after catching the bouquet at the wedding, and then it cuts to prison Kelly, Kelly pardoning Beast for his obvious crimes. <laughs> and then and then and then you kind of work out oh yeah this guy Graydon creed is staging a classic stitch up uh Graydon creed's from the comics we'll talk about him later because his backstory gets uh we find out more about him later on so i don't want to talk too much about who he is now but shit, he hates mutants he does that classic comedy gag when he's in the crowd as well when he like yells out in a different voice it's, it's like you know when like someone's oh, yelling yeah, from the yeah. crowd, it's like you were elected to protect us from mutants like he puts on a different voice <laughs> pretending to be someone yelling out from the crowd i found that really funny <laughs> that's good <clears throat> that's good from great graden um and i've just written here you know meg probably should have made it to the wedding and then gene pops in to make him feel bad and then she's we get the scene. She teases him there. You reckon she's mm, maybe, yeah. Not good from her. Do you feel sorry for Meg? Yeah. Mate, he's got twenty first century. You can't say that. <laughs> Meg needs to know what's up. Um, just because she dresses a certain way, Sam. Uh, then we get. We we switched to morph and he's having all sorts of nightmares. Why did, why did they abandon me? And it sort of alludes to like maybe there's some mind control or something. Um, just sort of highlighting that he's ha- having a bit of turmoil. He's not so it's not so clear cut on his evildom. Um, and then cuts to the streets and we get to see a real hairy mutant copping the no more mutants treatment mm. it's a real bizarre assault from the um what are they friends of humanity guys yelling that no more mutants and stuff like the scene's bizarre like if anyone told them it would it would sound fake like it's it's just sounds like the juicy smollett yarn that he spun when he got uh, attacked <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? They yelled no more mutants at you. <laughs> Doesn't sound like something that would happen. <laughs> Was this the first introduction to the Friends of Humanity that we've had? I believe so. Because I had I... Abs- I just saw these people running around with FOH pretending to be police officers and it just like harkened back to when Homer creates that uh, spring shield to... <laughs> <laughs> to, to to take care of Springfield, they run, don't they run around with like uh, uh, doorknobs in uh, in sacks? Oh, good. Yeah. The friends of humanity are weird because they kind of look quite militant, if anything. Like Springfield, um, very much like Springfield. Um, and then it cuts to a chat in the war room. And Kelly's followers feel portrayed uh, scapegoats. There's some a bit of chat from uh, Professor X and the team. And then Storm says, it is an evil in men's hearts that must be stopped. I was like, yeah, you know, Storm's bang on here. There's no females in the Friends of Humanity. It's just a bunch of angry white dudes, mainly. A lot of them overweight by the look of the 
one of the meetings. <laughs> Bunch of overweight guys. And yet the X-Men are still called X-Men, despite the fact there are clearly women in them. Don't worry about it. Jennifer Lawrence brings it up in X-Men Dark Phoenix. I won't watch that. No, don't. It's awful. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, honestly, the first 15 minutes are pretty good. Is that them trying to be woke? That's What's them that? in space being mint. It's like, oh, mint, finally the X-Men are going to space. And then the rest of the movie's shit. I thought you meant like <laughs> when you saw it in the cinemas the first time, like the first 15 minutes, which we didn't... is like trailers for other movies. <laughs> no, we didn't see it in the cinemas. Me and you, do we watch it together? Yeah, I think we waited a long time. because If we, we didn't it watch so it bad. together, we did one of those watch it at the same times and text each other yeah. things. Yeah, it was probably that. <laughs> the audience uh, is riveted. Yeah, the audience do that. It's good. Uh, uh, so, private, so, oh, yeah, Pr- Prof X gets a call on his private video line, and it's Magneto's cry for help and gives Antarctica coordinates. And I just, A, interesting that we find out that it was Morph, and Morph has access to the private line. And B, just what a great little stage he set up in his little apartment there to have the flames behind him, and it's just a big, huge screen. Very, very well thought out manipulation from Morph. Um, and then we get a lovely little local bar scene. Good, bar, good guy bar is what I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> Contrast from last week. And as, and as per what we expect, Gambit's wearing his X-Men kit. <laughs> uh, and then we find out Beast is famous. And um, and then there's a and then there's a blast at the bar door and oh boy, the friends of humanity are back. And then we have a little bit of a a, a street ruckus. Um, Let's I love take these sardines out of a can. That's exactly what I was going to say. And then Beast goes, a colourful metaphor, Wolverine. I'm blue green with envy. Beast rules. <laughs> yeah, Beast does yeah, rule. I want that. some episodes with with Meg and Beast like on a side mission with their matching haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd revel in that. Or their own show, um, just them two, like being detectives or something. Without Cyclops. But Beast, Beast being the uh, the sensible, you know, the, the, believe it or not, the Stallone to who uh, Wolverine's, um, oh, what's his name? Kurt Russell. Um, You've lost what's me. That? What's that, Pat? You know the movies. Big time um, and big, uh, big time, little China or something. What's that'll it do? <laughs> that'll work. I'm pretty sure that's not it. But the words no, "big" and "little" like are in the title, and and yeah. I might have mixed up the other words. And but Stallone's those supposed words, to play a square, even though he's still Rocky jacked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so after their thing and and they're getting recorded and it's a stitch up, um. We're back in the old war room, and Professor X, he's got to go. He's got personal business. Good leader. Storm in charge because Cyclops, Cyclops is on his honeymoon, which is a nice, I think, 
in the eighties, Cyclops led the X Men pretty much like the field commander or whatever from the sixties, and then uh, Storm took over when he left, basically. And so that's a nice touch to see her in, in charge, you know. Um, and oh, I've got a quote here. I don't remember why I wrote it down, but it said, oh, it's Wolverine, it's Meg. Mm. Climates are your department, Storm. Unmasking are mine. He's off to... T- then he takes off, eh? Yeah, of course he does. It's what he does. He's meant. Um, and then we get Morph infiltrating the mansion. And have this run here, Gambit. So easy to manipulate. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if there's one thing that's easy to manipulate, it's a horny man. <laughs> uh, I, this this sort of section um, was definitely questioning the fact that it was a children's show. I don't know if it was. In that podcast I listened to, they talked heaps about how they wanted to write something that was like at, at, for adults, but also for kids this is clearly where they got a little bit too went too far um morph um turns into storm and tricks jubilee and then when jubilee runs off to go and find some mutants who need help or something because of the friends of humanity or whatever he's just like mm-hmm. that's for that's for thinking you could take my place <laughs> yeah, he's real jealous of Jubilee. I found that quite funny as well. Yeah. Um, and he plays Gambit with, um, you know, seducing him as Rogue. And then when he goes up and Rogue's sleeping, he's like, maybe I'll wake you up with a kiss. That was kiss very, a sleeping girl. That was, um, <laughs> yeah, I was very shifting in my seat uncomfortably at that point. <laughs> yep. My wife walked in at that point. What are you watching? <laughs> um, yeah, what we and, and yeah, geez, was a simpler time. Doesn't make it a better time. Uh, so he yeah, suffers so for it, though. Hey, he suffers for it. Yeah, you get the feeling Gambit's up for that. He's just mind. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, it's fun. Give it a chance, um, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, morph tricks. What, what's interesting about that is Gambit clearly has heaps of skeletons in his closet. Sometimes Rogue gets memories as well as powers or whatever. It's a huge gamble from him if he's got heaps of skeletons. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Um, Remember, he definitely didn't want to go back in that cere- cerebro. He didn't. He said, "Don't go back too far." Yeah, exactly. Final. We. we we kind of find out more later, but what we find out is fucking deranged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I like that one anyway. We'll but you can talk it. about that one. I'll be quiet. Um, morph, morph trick Storm and Rogue to go to the disturbance um, and gives Beast a hell of a workout in the danger room. Um, and I like how it's, you get a shot of turns the danger room onto Hi. Yeah, so a question I had here and then came up again later, but it was answered later. You can die in the war room or the danger That's, room. I was I had the exact same question. Yeah. And then yeah, I would I would assume so, like comes through. Some of those things are shooting lasers, right? Mm, seems like a floor. 
There's robots in there. They could break your face. Later on, when it happens again, I can't remember who's in there, but Rogue's like, oh, I think Cyclops is in there and he's taking on like all these bosses. Gambit has a buzz. Yeah, and <laughs> Rogue's like, he could die in there. And I was like, okay, that answers my yeah. question. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's some, that's some high-intensity training. Oh, yeah. yeah. The good. X-Men High Performance Center. Um, right, so where are we? Uh, oh, yeah, so Storm and Rogue go to help the Mutant Community Center, and then someone yells out, get the mutants! And then Storm summons the ter- summons some rain by saying, I summon torrential rain. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Morph takes the shape of a police captain and orders Storm shot down. Um, and then you get to see her getting taken off in an ambulance. So that's, you know, fairly, fairly consequential. Are the cops, are the cops guns lasers? Oh, so yeah. very much of the time. Very high Not, tech. No guns cops. in cartoons. Yeah. So that, that same as like why they bring in androids and stuff like yeah. that. The, so yeah, if yeah. the guns shoot lasers, because that's not real, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I've just where are we here? We uh, we get this sort of final scene, and um, I just want to say, Mister Sinister looks fucking grouse in the final scene. He is badass. His overall plan appears to be divide and conquer. I like his. I like his sort of like sharp kitten-like teeth. Yeah, he's a massive man. Again, this is a kid's show. He looks so scary. Yeah, he is pretty scary. Yeah, he's got this, like, Dracula vibe. Like, because yeah. he's got the white skin, he's got the fangs, he's got this massive cape. He is. And he's got a scary voice. Mm. He, um, I've I, I got to say, X-Men do a fantastic job of all their um, villains. There's not one villain that I have not enjoyed or... And just thought it was really awesome. I suppose you, you're talking about the major villains, right? Like your Magnetos, your Apocalypses, your Sinisters. Because you've also got your Cal- President Saber Kelly, Sabretooth's Um Yeah, even your your um, your your our mates that who drink at um, Bad Guy Bar are pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm still hanging out for that spinoff with Pyro and Avalanche. Yeah. Py- Pyro the Brit. We're not sure. <laughs> the Australian Brit. Mm. He's been in Clapham too long. Yeah, extended OE. What are they walk <laughs> been at the walkabouts? <laughs> and that's and that and that ends part one. I feel like we should probably just dive straight into part two and then that's we can right. summarize the whole thing. Um yeah. so we get Scott and Jean on their honeymoon with a boat and an island. It's a oh, nice honeymoon. Scott. <laughs> that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Oh, I, was, used to I was thinking most of these honeymoon scenes, I was enjoying them just going, he's going to be livid with us. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally alone. <laughs> he can say all that. He, he, he can't fight. <laughs> they, they set him up pretty nicely as like, he is. 
But despite the fact that we find out later about how he was raised and stuff like that, he certainly comes across as a prep schoolboy. Oh, yeah. We ate him. Um, yeah, where do you reckon the money's coming from? Is it his money or is Professor X? That's definitely coming out of the Professor X fund. The floaty chair. Business. Do you reckon he pays them? He must do. How'd they pay for that yacht that they were on? Yeah. Cyclops uh, is like the de- Cyclops is like the deputy principal that hoards all the units. <laughs> that's hitting with our five listeners. That's hitting about 05 percent of our teacher cohort. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Cyclops is getting a danger room unit. <laughs> He's real bad at it. Uh, oh. One can do it. Um, so uh, anyway, we're so yeah, nice. Uh, Beast um, out thinking the danger room is clutch. I think that shows you know his intellect because it's on high as we talked about, and he manages to turn it against itself so he can get out of there. And then we get a look at Morph being really conflicted, and I've written here Sinister has done some good conditioning. Um, so is his name Sinister? Mr. Sinister. Do you want to know his real name? No, well, I just, he said my name's Sinister, Mr. Sinister. I was like, just leave Mr. out of it. Sinister's yeah. real cool. His his real name is Nathaniel Essex. Oh, well, that's why he's changed it to Sinister. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I, I've got in my notes here, evil, evil morph bags, good morph normal eyes. And then I've just written, oh, Scott. <laughs> and then I've, um, I've written down some notes on Sinister's crew known as the nasty boys. They're great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any of these characters, but like, I, I really enjoyed his crew. It was yeah. awesome. And look in the, the comics, some of them cross over to his marauders. Who, what, what is crews called sometimes? Um, I've got pink hair guy, shouty powers. Big guy, <laughs> strong powers. Purple guy, stretchy powers. Um, that's all. I think that's all that got covered in that scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the funky pink pink hair man was my favourite. Mm. Great. He's the one that jumps around the rocks and gets them off the boat. It kind of looks like a um, distorted version of Gambit. What about like their, their sort of beast type guy that's like the bald guy that's, that's absolutely stacked, but he's got like really lovely long eyelashes and just some beautiful <laughs> eyes on him just to really mix it up? <laughs> um, I've got, uh, yeah, I've written here, my name is Sinister. Mr. Sinister. If you insist, Nathaniel. Um. <laughs> Um, and when we get, and then it cuts to a scene of Beast and Rogue sneaking in to check on Storm. Beast and, wearing, and f- wearing an overcoat and a Tom yeah, Landry that- hat to disguise himself. Yeah, that'll yeah. do the trick. You blue, yeah. blue beast. That's him fitting in. Like, oh, I've got a trench coat. No, I look, I look fine here. I'm the size of like three men, but yeah, no one's going <laughs> to notice me. And then, and 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 Beast reads the the medical notes and. Um, Storm should recover with time. And then we cut to the Friends of Humanity, and the crowd is just shouting, leader, leader, leader. 
in honour of Graydon Creed, who brings Jubilee out as their mutant prisoner. It's just very, very deranged. Like, are they about to execute it? Possibly. And she's just, like, she doesn't seem that worried. Like, she just starts mugging them off. She's just like, you call this pack of sickos normal? <laughs> like, in front of all of them, I'm just, like, absolutely livid. <laughs> um, she also says, what did we ever do to you? And Great and Creed says, you were born. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That was a good line. Yeah. Just to, um, just to show how evil he is. And then I think, I think we learn Jubilee needs her hands unshackled to be able to use her sparkly powers. Yeah, you'd think just a little flick of the wrist or something, but it must be a bit more involved. To... Yeah, I kind of just thought they'd shoot oh, out, but anyway. Yeah. Maybe like she a can. Roman candle. Yeah, maybe not enough time in the danger room. Um, <laughs> I suppose she's only just just got to um, X school, so maybe she just hasn't honed it. Well, I don't know. Like, the timeline of this show is pretty hard to keep up with because – Later on, when she takes off in the jet, she talks about how she's logged X amount of hours of training time in the simulator for flying. Mm, okay. I can't remember how much it is, but it seemed more than I would have expected at the time. <laughs> um, Meg gate crashes the Friends of Humanity party and um, cuts Jubilee free and they escape. And she says something and he says, if you knew how much bubblegum I had to sniff to find you. Smell powers. I was ready. I was ready to jump in. <laughs> Smelling powers. Oh, he sniffs so much bubble gum. <laughs> He's his smelling powers are the real hero of the show so far. They come in handy so often. Like having a strong sense of smell in this world seems to be like the best superpower you could have. It solves ninety percent of the cases because most of yeah. it's tracking people. <laughs> And we're back at the mansion, and um, we're still with Morph, right? Um, yeah. But they're talking about what happened, and, and Gambit says, Gambit don't never go where he's not invited. And I'm like, mate, he, she was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, and he knows that he's, he's, a, he's in cover-up mode at that point, I think. Yeah. And then he does think he's been invited, to be fair. He does. He does. He was seduced. Not that it's um, okay. No, it's not. But he thought it was on. I just need to know Morph, Morph was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, get, um, Pro- Professor X is throwing them off. Um, and then we've, it's Morph. Smell powers. Yep. He comes to the fore again. And then, and then they were like, "What's going on?" And, and Gambit never heard the professor say that before. Um, Shit, you're you're ripping up the uh, the what do you call them? <laughs> the Gambit you... quotes. No, you're putting on all the voices. The yeah, sorry, men. Pat. <laughs> yeah, Pat's I'm, our I'm accent a... man. What's going on? I'm several uh-huh. panheads deep now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, and that's a little plug, Panhead, if you're, if you're keen to pick us up. We'll leave you Sabretooth, Pat. I know Sabretooth pops into the episodes in a few. I'm never doing that voice again. Alice <laughs> <laughs> messaged me this morning and said, Pat's so hung, he sounds like that big cat-like guy from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Is she talking about Meg or Sabretooth? 
definitely Sabretooth. <laughs> you were growling in your sleep. <laughs> I know this. You're just going to... How many... Like, at the time that I listen back on this, I wonder how many times I've heard that roar over the top of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I regret that. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get more f- uh, not being able to operate the floaty chair is what we were out to, which was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, well, I was just, I just right here, Gambit throwing a dummy card to get Morph to break character is surprisingly clever. Mm. Um, and then, and then, Ju- then Morph and Wolverine are having an argument and it turns into a scrap and he turns into Wolverine and Jubilee interferes and I'm like, Jubilee, just, just let Meg win this fight. You know, like Wolverine would kick Morph's ass. You, you, you don't need to interfere. She says, but, "I've got to shoot one of them," and it's like, "You, you're going to fuck this up, Jubilee." Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's why Morph sees her as the replacement. Like she's stepping in for fights with that Wolverine's more than <laughs> capable of handling himself and putting herself in danger, and then she's just going to come back for revenge as well. Cycle repeats. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about how, how Gambit throws the card like next to him to, to check if it's Professor X. So do you reckon there was like a like a little bit of him going, could still be the Professor. I'm going to do this anyway. If he had like fallen out of the chair, would he be like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I thought you might have been a shapeshifter. Uh, I had to explain himself. and like <laughs> I'm sorry, Professor. Yeah, he's just tried to talk himself out of one mess, got himself into another. <laughs> <laughs> I've written here, um, when the jet takes off and morphs in it and Wolverine's chasing after it and he just swipes at the jet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to achieve here? <laughs> he's so aggressive. Look, don't ever go up, don't ever go up Meg, all right? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and then we, um, I've just written here, what are his powers? I'm not sure who I'm asking you about here. Maybe Morph? Maybe Can- maybe Sinister? Oh, you know, maybe Sinister. Oh, I don't I've know. got that here. What are Sinister's powers? Oh, mm. there you go. What are those? What are his powers? I also just have Sinister. Creepy. Yeah, very. <laughs> Um, so Shuni's walking around with that like living hose thing with teeth. It looks like it's yeah, bleeding. That's creepy, it's eh? Like, it's pretty full on for a kid mm. show. I was quite scared. But tentacly, thirty-five-year-old man. <laughs> Do we have the Meg quote yet? What one? Did anyone ever tell you you never kick a man when he's down? Hair bag. Oh, that's coming. <laughs> I just had this, this, the question about Sinister's powers after the hairbag scene. All right, yeah. Um, Jubilee goes to visit Storm and, and has a heart-to-heart about Morph, which is a bit weird because she's the only one on the team who doesn't know him. But anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Morph turns up at the island looking for Scott and Jean, and and he and he's and he he says, "I now pronounce you." Betrayer and betrayess. Oh, I wondered what he said. <laughs> I thought he had made up a word. I thought it was betrayus. <laughs> yes, betrayess isn't a word. 
certainly my uh, Google Google Doc of notes is underlining that one as something that needs to be checked on the spell check. Um, yeah, I just noticed that there's so much use of the word destroy instead of kill. Destroy yeah. them! It's definitely worse as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so we find it. out that Sinister healed Morph, then put a really weird, gross bug thing in his head. <laughs> what sinks real, into his temple. Real matrixy. Looked like a little green bug. Yeah. Oh, it made me uncomfortable. I'm quite sure. And then what I've it just was. written. Yeah, yuck. Here comes shouty powers. <laughs> and, then, and then there's flat top. Is he supposed to be Jamaican or Caribbean or something? The hair bag? I don't know. I can picture his flat top. That's all. Uh, that's definitely hair bag. He's got hair all over his body. Apologies. Let's just call and him hair we... bag. From... I like flat top and hair bag, to be fair. And then we get to see burpee powers. <laughs> um, and then Gambit says, so obviously the X-Men have arrived to um, try and help save Scott and Gene and get more for whatever's going on. Gambit likes to play hard to get. <laughs> yes, he does. Does he? And then Pete, and it seems and, pretty up for it most of the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, Beast quotes Tennyson, more for the um, the literary fans of the show. And I've written here, Sinister has blasty powers and healy powers. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I picked up. He could definitely heal himself. Yeah, I feel like quite a lot of the villains, at least, can just blast stuff out of their fists. Um, we've seen it from Apocalypse and Sinister, who... I don't know if it comes up in the show or not, but certainly uh, comic book historically, Mr. Sinister is not even a mutant. He gets his powers from Apocalypse in like the 19th century. Isn't Sinister just standing outside the cave with his like hands over his head, just like shooting lasers? Yes. <laughs> Big yellow lasers. <laughs> um, and so there's a, bi there's a big scrap. Um, no music. Did, did you nah. notice? In this, I think in the whole eh? six episodes, um, whenever there was a fight scene, I didn't hear the, the, uh, theme. the famous Ooh, theme. Good catch. And so you that. could hear Cyclops shout at Sinister, just stay away from my friends. And he <laughs> like pauses. I think they, it's like they deliberately make him seem like an absolute battler. He's like, well, keep away from my friends. It's like you. This guy can't even make a good speech this is, as a leader. This is also all of all his fault. Which, as a Cyclops fan, I've noticed that you've really skipped over throughout your synopsis. So he left Morph behind. Yeah, they all seem to agree. Beast definitely thinks it's his fault. Shut the hell up! It was for the best of the team. <laughs> I think um, what's interesting is we get this thing about Sinister being obsessed with Scott and Jean. And that's definitely straight from the comic books. Uh, I think this is more for you, Sam. We touched on Cable's origin when I talked about how he's the son of Cyclops and a clone of Jean Grey. In the comic books, Sinister made that clone because oh. he, was, he was certain 
that the offspring of Cyclops and Gene would produce a mutant that would be of amazing power, and he wanted to make it happen so he could control that mutant to his own whatever machinations. You would have thought that he would have waited for after the honeymoon and then step in <laughs> yeah. and steal the yeah. job. But... Yeah, felt like it was coming. Yeah. Scott. It going Gene. that way. It makes sense apart from Gene is obviously amazing with her powers, but one eye is just a battler. Although it yeah. seemed well, like his blast was the only thing that Sinister couldn't heal from. Yeah. playing on there? That's, True. A, that's a comic Why book thing that? as well. Oh, okay. Which doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Because yeah. Scott's um, blasts are concussive. They're not like laser or heat. They're just an incredible force. That's set to stun. <laughs> but um, that's the same thing in the comic books. There's a great rivalry between Sinister and Cyclops, and we learn more about it later in a Cyclops-focused episode that you guys will hate. Um, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll be enjoying knowing how much you're hating all of it. But so yeah, Cyclops manages to hurt him quite a lot. He almost blasts away half of his guts. And um Sinister and the Nasty Boys take off. Morph also takes off. He's struggling with whatever's going on with him. And then it turns out Sinister set up Magneto and Professor X in, a, in Antarctica. And it's some sort of trap. Mm, he's trapped the old boys. Trap the old boys. So any thoughts on um, that um, opening double header? I think like just the end of that second one uh, answered a question I had written right at the start of the first one was about because Morph had posed as the minister, had he also gone and got ordained as a minister just as part of his ruse as well? <laughs> so he had really <laughs> planned it out, which I was hoping for. But it turns out he had just tricked them and they weren't actually married. And they seem really gutted and talking about how they have to have another wedding. It's No, nah, you've already done the wedding. You just go to the courthouse and sign a marriage certificate. Unless they're trying to fleece the professor to give them another wedding because he would have bankrolled that with his floaty chair business. So, so this episode came out in 93, and the official Marvel Comics wedding of Scott and Jean doesn't happen until 94. Wow. So this oh, predates no. it. Interesting. Um, and, and, even, and maybe this is why I love Scott. But their first dance was to you two. I hate him even more. <laughs> This is going to One. be the best divide of anyone watching this show is people that whip Cyclops, that minority there, and then everyone else that hates them. <laughs> yeah, they'll be with me. I, th I feel like um, it was a great start to season two. Um, and I feel like with the next couple of episodes, I haven't got many wrote notes written down. I'm very, conf well, not confused. I just feel like they're quite easy to whip through. Yeah. I feel um, like the next... What, do we cover four episodes? Yeah, whatever it takes. Well, we could do two hours on Repo Man. but um, and we, we could. We should do a special <laughs> on Repo Man. Yeah, Red Dawn and whatever it takes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I struggled through those two. 
we'll get through them quick. It does feel like they're a little bit of filler, but they do yeah. also give backstory, right? Like, I did revel in the I did revel in the fact that they were backstory, which is what I kind of asked for at the end of season one. Was I wanted more backstory? Um, I just wanted better backstory. Fair enough. Like there actually wasn't that much backstory around Storm and in, in the and whatever it takes. We'll get to it. Well, we're on to it. Yeah, Have I'm you got any thoughts it. on those first two, Patty? Yeah. Uh, so Morph now, at least most of the time, while he's got big sandbags around his eyes, hates the X Men. But he's still sporting their kit. Mm-hmm. Would have thought he might have thrown away the logo and stuff like that, or maybe it's a taunt. Maybe that's just all he's got. Well, actually, he's got whatever he wants because he can morph yeah. into anything. If he's naked, if he's naked and he morphs into Wolverine, does he become naked Wolverine? I think he can do the clothes though as well. I think he can do the oh, clothes. He's potentially always naked, but he just looks like he's clothes. Does he need to have the clothes on to therefore have the clothes for the person that he's morphing into? Mm. I don't think so. No. I think the clothes are also his form or whatever he's made of. Certainly not how Mystique works. I think he's just do whatever he wants. All right. He sounds that Morph's got good powers. Yeah. He does. He's a good um, character. I like him. Will we see him again? Maybe. <laughs> Says right. the man who clearly knows the answer to the question. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Lovely opening at Mount Kilimanjaro. And we get a look at what appears to be some sort of speedster. And the mountain is blowing apart, and only the speedster can see it, I assume, because of his speed like eyes. So I don't know. And then Jean Grey. Uh, in the war room or, or whatever picks up on this weird thing going on in Africa Storm returns from hospital in the same scene and they talk about how there's there's a tearing in the psychic slash astral plane maybe it's Bishop's fault maybe he travelled through time um, and, and then we and then Storm mentions Minari or we get to meet Minari. I can't remember exactly. He's the speedster. And he gets possessed by the Shadow King. Great. Uh, X-Men villain predominantly linked to Storm and Professor X. Heaps of Professor oh, and Professor, Professor X's son, Legion, who's, I don't think he comes up in this. Um... So we get a cut, and then we cut, so we find out whether well, this is all going on, and he's possessed. Blah blah. Cuts the upper Amazon, Brazil, as described by the subtitle. And Wolverine <laughs> is searching for Morph. That's right, because he took off at the end of the last episode. Eh? Like I've got yeah, to go, got, got to go find him. Got to go. Uh, um, he's and, the only one that can make me laugh. <laughs> 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 and. Um, I, I love the boat captains just mugging Wolverine off. And then I've got a question about his accent. Is he also Australian? Yeah, I I picked that up too. I think he he's lots of different accents yeah, I think in the bar. I do a South African sort of, sort of accent, but I don't think yeah. it sort of landed. He was quite funny though, that guy on the boat. Mm. Um, also sort of showed how much the hatred for mutants had stretched throughout the the world, even into the wilderness with that guy on a, on his boats. Nugging off mutants. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Wolverine pain. ditches the boat because um, of his smell powers. <laughs> and then it cuts every episode. And then it cuts the uh, Dodoma and Tanzania. And we just get a great shot of a couple of flying gals, Storm and Rogue, flying about the town. And then we find out Minari is Storm's son. And I was like, is, is this canon? Is this a thing? I also missed that when I was watching this, like, first time around. And then I, at the end, I realized that it was. And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> so I was watching the episode going, this makes no <laughs> sense. I don't know why she's mm. so into saving this kid. So it's her son. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Rogue basically... Uh, just up sticks and went to live with some bald bastard and left her kid. Not Storm, you mean? On. Storm, what did I say? Rogue. Yeah, Storm, sorry. Uh, well, we way. find out later on, at least, that it's not her actual biological son. She saved the mother while the mother was still... Okay, I definitely missed that. Yeah, I was not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So while while the the, to be fair, it seems like about a three minute flight in whatever their their ex jet is. So maybe it doesn't matter that she's that far away. Maybe so. The so the character Minari is actually an elder of this tribe in the comic books, who the son gets named after. Um, and and this character only has one ever appearance in the x-men it's in 1985 weird dies in the same issue um it's a real deep dive i've got um, Mishna- missionary i thought it was missionary i think it's it's look it's spelt m-j-n-a-r-i missionary wow missionary missionary yeah I, I did i think i mentioned rogue before because when they're doing that they're flying together Actually, this whole episode, I think their relationship's really nice. The Rogue Storm relationship. Yeah, it's cool. They're a good duo. They do a good job. Um, Any so, that doesn't control Cyclops is pretty good. Definitely. I missed that. It sounded like something <laughs> stupid. How <laughs> yeah, do we end up on the cutting room floor? <laughs> um, so the Shadow King has deliberately tried to draw Storm back. And then it cuts the Wolverine finding Morph running a bar. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, weird. That's great. Another bar. Yeah, mutants love bars, good or bad. Mo Morph. And, it, and if you're a little bit in the middle, run a bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then they have an, a little bit of an altercation, and then. Morph turns into Gene and it just absolutely wrecks Wolverine. I'm like, you, you've got to do better than this. You know it's not Gene. It's a weird fall apart from you. It's like when... You uh, trust his nose a bit more there. <laughs> it's like when Rogue sees Mystique turn into her, his, her mother and then saves her. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that. Mm. Like, geez. Um, and then we're back to Africa. And Shani is Mijnara's birth mother, and, and Storm performs CPR to save the baby's life. And that's how this connection exists. And we get this idea Storm obviously knows the Shadow King. And they talk about how Professor X could barely handle the Shadow King. 
And then Storm agrees to allow the Shadow King to take over her body to save the boy. And then we get this backstory about how he wants Storm's body so that he can make everyone in the town or whatever do whatever he wants. And I'm like, so he just wants to be a mob boss. <laughs> no real major villainous points. He's just he's just keen to be in charge of things. Um and I guess this must be where, where does this quote come from? It just says, You should see me in the line at the post office. I don't remember who says it, but I thought no. it was good. Uh, I don't remember that. No, someone being Although impatient. I, I did not pay a lot of attention in this episode, obviously. And then yeah, we, yeah. I kind of glanced through it until you get to sort of that end fight scene, which was pretty good. But We're almost through it, I, and that'd know. be great because once we get through this episode, we can have our intermission. Great. So I'm going to pee myself. Um, <laughs> Wolverine and Morph having an altercation in some sort of cave or something, and he morphs into Deadpool, Omega Red, and Maverick. All Wolverine-related characters. Um, and then he turns into a panther. And then Sabretooth. Nah, a rhino. And then Oh, there is a rhino. And then there's, a, there's this amazing Hit shot. Hit it, Pat. Hit it, Pat. Sabretooth. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's this um, great shot of Wolverine with his fist up to Morth Sabretooth's face. And he's got two claws running up each side of his face mm, and the middle claw nice. unpopped. That's from the first comic book I ever read. Wow. It's a Wolverine really. issue from like 93 or something like that. And it's a big Wolverine Sabretooth battle throughout. And that's how it finishes with that amazing shot. When I watched that, I was like, why is it not killing him? Yeah. Why didn't he put that middle claw? Yeah, no, I thought the middle claw was popped. and it was Oh, just... you thought it was through him? Yeah. yeah it'd be weird to kill Morph, although based on Wolverine's reaction so far, he thinks it's Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets very confused by shapeshifters. Mm -hmm. And then Morph runs off, and then we're back to Africa, and Storm's fighting back, and she goes into space to kill the Shadow King, which I guess works. And then Mishnari runs off because he has a plan. To get the Shadow King back into the astral plane hole in the mountain. Oh, I just, nice. Sorry, there, with this tear in the universe business, there's a lot of plot holes. Oh, yeah. But in saying that, the astral plane looks mint. <laughs> <laughs> What's the astral plane? The part that they go into. Yeah, it's like this. It looks uh, like the, astral, space. the astral plane is the psychic realm. Okay. And that'll do for explanation on the actual plane. <laughs> so one question I did have, sorry. Um, so Rogue caught Storm when she was falling out of the sky. Mm. So Rogue, there's that why Rogue wears gloves. So if she yep. didn't wear gloves, that then she would have those She'd powers. She'd powers, yeah. Bang on. Okay. Okay. And they really wrecked that in the movies by giving her like fishnet gloves or like rubber. Just, just give her a cool costume. Yeah. Um, Shadow King fell for the old chase me into the trap routine. Shadow King's like the, the Pokemon ghastly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Haunter. Yeah. Watch, Pat mentioned it in an early episode, watch Legion. He's way more terrifying than that. Yeah, oh, okay. he's very good. Played by a great um, Kiwi too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get, and then, yeah, so Shadow King disposed of, and we pop to Antarctica. Magneto and Charles are okay after the avalanche. We're in the savage land, baby. And Professor Egg's legs can work. Yeah. They've got this, no pattern. Yeah. Real confused. Yeah. I, th- I think there's this Straight concept. Absolute athlete. Yeah. Bolting. And there's this swapping. idea that also translates to the movies where Professor Rex doesn't have his powers. He can walk. Doesn't make sense, but it's something that happens a lot. Um, they're both powerless. Someone sends attackers. Charles throws an excellent boomerang. Off the waterfall they go, <laughs> and it's just another Savage Land cliffhanger. All right, Red Dawn. Yeah, Red Dawn. Uh, full disclaimer: it's the twenty second. Uh, sorry, it's the twenty seventh of February, twenty twenty two. And I don't oh, want to make any. We've dated the podcast. I don't want to make any political statements, but this is topical. Very topical. And that's Very. all I'll say about that. So, Professor, oh, so we start in the Savage oh. Land. <laughs> Coming from someone who Googled what NATO was today, um, <laughs> you, you might need to give us a little bit more <laughs> historical context there, Sean. But are you for real? Uh, someone NRA asked me, and I, was, and I thought I knew it, and it was quite far off what I thought it was. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like the New League of Nations. <laughs> It's yeah, it is. It's interesting. Like it's it, it's topical. It doesn't necessarily line up, but I mean, this episode has a Russian trying to reclaim former Soviet states, and the Russians mint. <laughs> yeah, another great villain. Yeah, he's a great villain. So tentacly. Yeah, I don't understand how a lot of it works, but he looks great. He's um, he's like real new as well, like in the comic books at this time, like he hasn't been around for ages. You know, he probably... Is this Omega the, stinking up, the stinking octopus? <laughs> <laughs> the living weapon. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, we start in the Savage Land and Professor X saves Mags from the water and then they have some really great philosophical yarns, um, mm. which they're known for. And then, and then there's a T-Rex. Yeah, I just said WTF. Where are they? Um, Should I explain the Savage Land now? Yeah. Do they give a bit of an explainer? I think Magneto gives them a bit of an explainer, or is he not done it? Um, I don't know if I wrote about it, though. So the the Savage Land is this randomly preserved part of Antarctica that no one knows about except the people that live there that is basically just a prehistoric, prehistoric landscape. I'm out. <laughs> you don't want it? I like the Savage Land part. It needs to be a different dimension for uh, Magneto's dinosaurs. power. No, dinosaurs. But Magneto's power is not to work, work and Professor X to be able to walk and swim and run and throw spears. Yeah, there's I no... Think, I think there's there a Mr. Sinister explanation years. for the powers. Sinister or Mr. Sinister? Nathaniel. <laughs> um, but, Look, I, um, I, love the, I love Professor X and Magneto's relationship, and the, when we cut to these scenes, I really like it, but I don't understand Savage Land. Yeah, 
And and what I've said is pretty much it, as far as well, I know. It's just this random spot in Antarctica that's... I don't know if it's under the ice or... I'm saying I don't understand it. Like, is it Dark, real? This is real a, there's got there's cops yeah. shooting lasers. I'm, there's bloody... It's the things. missing chapter from Bob Scott's... Um, uh, whatever book on Antarctica. They cut it out, like the like some of those Scott, gossip... What, the, what's the his retirement name? home guy. Yeah, Scott. Scott Bass. Yeah, Scott Bass. They they wrote it out of his autobiography, like they wrote out um, some of the books in the Bible. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm sure it's quote from Magneto because he like he he makes up this plan to deal with the T Rex, and Professor, Professor X is impressed, and he says, "I may not have my mutant powers, but I shall not die so easily." Um. And then we're off to, and to all of our um, European listeners, I apologise for my pronunciation. To Kamudski Valley, I think that's it. It might be all right. And it just says Kamudski Valley, former Soviet Union. And then we get a whole lot of tanks and army stuff, and someone's coming out of cryo, and then the tanks are attacking. I've got uh, robots, question mark. And then everyone's talking about the living weapon who's back to bring back, bring the empire back. And it's a guy called Arkady Rossovich. Um, and we meet uh, Dark Star, question mark. Um, is that the chick? I didn't know what her name was either. Yeah, yeah. She's from oh, Belarus. All right. Yeah, it's a little bit of research from me. Yeah, yeah, nice research. In yeah. Obstachuk. Yep. Uh, Belarus. <laughs> How do you? <laughs> and then, um, no, yeah. She ain't got that gold anymore. Uh, anyway. Her real name's Lania Petro- Petrovna. And then we get a whole lot of classic commie behavior. <laughs> and someone talks about the living weapon again. And then we cut back to the mansion and Jubilee skateboarding. I assume we're supposed to think that that's what makes her cool. She ain't cool. No. And um, we get another reference to the living weapon. Oh, no, that was before, sorry. And then the the Friends of Humanity are back, hating on mutant lovers. (laughs) And then Colossus comes to the rescue. He's back. Captain Captain Planet. He looks heaps like Captain Planet when he changes into the metal, uh, you know, when he... When he transforms. He also grows a foot. And I don't know if that's a comic book thing or not, but he definitely gets bigger as he turns into Captain Planet. He's got a mint flat top. Yeah, he's got a real, real tidy flat top. Uh, He's on his way to the mansion for help. And I've just got a note here saying, Cyclops is in charge now. Good. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, and um, who's he going to sacrifice this time? On himself, that's your mum, sure. <laughs> and not Gene, that's for sure. No, Gene wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Not Gene. Oh, you must. You must have seen with Jubilee on the skateboard as well. Oh, I just Dad, talked you about it. Listening, bro. <laughs> oh, I must have. I was. I, I thought we talked about my it. My headphones cut out for a bit. I'm sure they did. 
Sleep oh, I said, Tubally skateboarding. Is that supposed to make it cool? And then Sam said, she's not cool. And then you said nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that your evidence that I was, was listening? I was Did like, you not fall asleep hear. while we podcast? I'm trying not to. <laughs> you guys get this done earlier. We'll hey, let's, get, you know, hey, let's get through this episode because yeah, I want to talk, about, right. repo. I want to talk about Repo Man. Yeah, right. Omega yeah. Red's tearing up Colossus' hometown. Jubilee's like, well, I'll help you. And the, she's a terrible fighter, but, you know, she's had all those hours in the simulator. And then we, and we get back to Kamudski and the town's in ruins. <laughs> I just read her note, topical, Putin, say no more. Um, <laughs> Omega, right. and Omega, Red, Omega Red says, um, I don't think we've named him by name. Omega Red with the tentacles, the big, the big cryo guy. The people instruct me. He's a re- he's real left. He's a man oh, of the I, people, I like even if the people read. don't like it. He says um, quite a good line of "This is not a country. It has no need for leaders," <laughs> which I thought was pretty bang on at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> holy! <clears throat> Sounds like something. Don't something isolate different. our extreme white right wing slash left wing listeners. <laughs> There's only two um, of them. <laughs> one of them, Sam's one brother. of which. <laughs> um, and we get Colossus referencing, or maybe we get to see Ileana. It's his little blonde sister, who comic book wise is a big deal. But anyway, um, she's yeah, so just no little... powers at this point. Do you, nah. Do you no powers. I guess she's preteen. Pretty I don't young. know. Her comic. I want to tell Sam because I love it when he gets weirded out by comic book stuff. He gets captured by a demon as a like five year old and raised in a demonic place called. What's it called? Do you know um, what it's called, Pat? It's. Uh, it's not Inferno, but it's to do with Inferno, eh? Uh, Inferno's like a storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she lives in this place that's pretty much hell and gets raised by a demon and then gets magical powers, but she also has mutant teleporting powers and she comes back as an adult with horns and it's just nuts. And then she gets turned back into a young child and then she gets the legacy virus, which kills her and that's really sad, but then she comes back because of hell and demons. And It pretty much sounds like the writers, obviously there are numerous, weren't on the same page with her storyline. I think it's just one of those things where someone did a great story with her and then so someone else is like, let's bring her back. Yeah. Limbo is the dimension. Limbo, that's it. Yeah. One of the many versions of hell in the Marvel Universe. And we get a flashback of Colossus saving her from a tractor or something, which is directly from Giant Size X-Men 1. With Colossus' first introduction, that's nice. As Jubilee's um, European costume is a massive improvement. Um, Wolverine didn't clearly know, knows. Didn't see it. <laughs> uh, Wolverine clearly knows Omega Red because because um, he he mentions it, and he met, there's some sort of note in the mansion, and he's like, "Oh, Omega Red." Uh, Colossus goes on a rampage to save his family from some sort of like prison camp. Uh, Omega Red turns up using his coils to hurt Ilyana. Wolverine to the rescue. I hear some fools thawed you out, so I'm here to put you back on ice. Yeah, nice. Um, Colossus chucks a tank at Omega Red. 
Dark Star's having a few issues with Omega Edge techniques. We get a little shot of Captain America in a flashback. Nice. Uh, the reinforcements arrive. The X-Men arrive. Storm tells Jubilee off, which is fair enough. Um, she also loves telling us the power of the weather. Mm-hmm. She's also wearing classic bandages, which heal all things in this universe. Um, <laughs> I note, note that the tanks are really vulnerable. They're just getting blown up by anything. <laughs> um, <clears throat> time to take Omega Red out. But Omega Red takes out Gambit, Jubilee, and Rogue, who he comments on Rogue being the strongest, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm. He, he mentions his carbonadium armor. Yeah, I missed that. I was trying to pick up what he said his metal was. Carbonadium. So you know much about that? You got a little no. backstory for us there? No? Nothing? I think not it's like an offshoot of adamantium. Yeah, okay. So, because vibranium and adamantium are linked as well, so I think it's all part of that special metals from space chat. Great stuff. Um, turns out Omega Red, despite being Russian through and through, is really susceptible to the cold. Um, <laughs> and they freeze him, and then Darkstar, and, and they capture him, and that's great. Um, Darkstar turns on the generals, just not happy with what's going on. Good on her. Got a note you're saying, X-Men, good. Communism, bad. <laughs> and oh, I, I'm gutted. I really thought Colossus might join the X-Men, but he stays to help his family and the X-Men go home. And they actually talked about that on that pod I was listening to earlier where they talk about how all these guest characters are really cool and great nods, but they just didn't want to add any characters because they were obviously balancing so many. And yeah. by all accounts, they were all so popular despite what you guys might think about some of them, that they didn't want to have to get rid of some to make room for others. And hey, give me little... more. Give me, give me Omega Red over bloody One-Eye. You're going gonna to cross over. He's going to become an X-Men. He'll <laughs> lead us. Well, some characters I'd much rather see than, than Cyclops. Speaking of which. Shut up. <laughs> Repo man, let's do it. Fucking Alpha Flight. I'll tell you what I noticed when I watched this episode. In the opening credits, it says written by Len Wayne. And Len Wayne is the guy who created Wolverine in the comics. Great. Oh, he right. so he wrote the Incredible Hulk, whatever number it is, where Wolverine makes his first appearance. Yeah. And he's one of the co-writers on Giant Size X-Men 1, where they make that new team with Wolverine and Storm and a few others. Um, so that's that's pretty cool that they got an actual comic book writer to come and write an episode. Um, unfortunately, it's Alpha Flight. But anyway, so we meet... Uh, oh, you say unfortunately. I thought they were great. Oh, this I don't know awesome. any of these characters very well at all, except for maybe North Star. But um, yeah, I know Northstar. I I know a few of them. <sighs> One of them's just a Sasquatch, but it can talk. <laughs> That's his name. I hope you That's miss me, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there we get um, Vindicator. Um, who who comes? Also, I've got this note saying Meg's crying Heather. 
is that a i don't know what happens at the start of this episode oh so anyway. heather he, so we don't we i don't know who heather is at this point we don't meet heather until later but i've just written this note meg crying heather so i don't know what's going on is this after oh, they must have a he must have I a fight it, with they allude they allude to it later on that she basically put a call out to get help from him or something and that yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. i had to reverse it a couple of times going why is he even wandering around the woods before they capture him? So, yeah, <laughs> seemed like that was the case. He's Meg. He does what he wants. Yeah, he, was, he smelt something. Um, so for Meg... what he should have, which is the trap. Yeah, <laughs> Vindicator. Um, and they've come to take Wolverine back. What that means, and we meet Puck, Sasquatch, Shaman, North Star, and Aurora, the twins. And a flying girl who turns into things. I can't. I didn't catch her name. Is one of the twins the one that says "Mon ami"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Gambit's bit. Nah, they're real French Canadians. Yeah. So, <laughs> shaman, 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 shaman. So, um, obviously, another um, American Indian. Yes, Canadian N- Indian, native Native American, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, um, they're the Canadian mutant team. And we get a, we get our first flashback to Weapon X with Dr. Cornelius and the adamantium feed and his unbreakable bones. And then we get our first look into the claws, Muzz, which is for a long time when Wolverine first came out, the claws were part of his gloves and then they changed it to the claws being part of what was added to him when they put the adamantium onto his bones, which is what they're going with here. But the truth of the matter is, according to 700 retcons, is that he always had claws. They were just bones before they became metal. But yeah, anyway. Unfortunately, I don't do that because I like, I like that sort of flashback in movies and stuff where he's got the bone claws. They look pretty cool. The bone claws are cool. Yeah. I feel like I should know this as a Meg stand. You should. Just like I didn't know his name was Logan until this episode. Yeah, well, don't worry, because that gets retconned again later. Not in the series, but... Don't they know his name's Meg? <laughs> um, and the, and the, in, the, in the flashback, you get the big escape from Weapon X, which is exactly like the movies. Another steal from... I don't know, maybe it's from the comics, but... Another big steal. It's nice. Um, then we're back in the mansion, and Jean's doing some telepathy to try and find Professor, but instead she shows us Domino, Nightcrawler, Archangel, Psylocke, Cannibal, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver, which is cool. And then we're back back to Wolvie, and um, the shaman finds him, uh, and they're after the secret inside of him, whatever that is. And then he gets taken to the Weapon X facility. And the big twist, Heather's actually in charge. And we get more flashbacks of them saving him, looking after him. James and, and Heather, the, the Heather. Hudsons. Heather, it was you that set me up. Why, lady? <laughs> you have been working on your Wolverine. That's really that good. good. He tees up a couple of those flashbacks he has pretty high eh? like they really lead into it like i think the next one is when he's 
like, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, you taught me that. And then it does the wavy, we're about to do a flashback. Like, they always <laughs> tee it up real high for a flashback. So you can just do the flashback. We we get it. <laughs> um, doesn't Heather say she'll help, uh, like, she'll they'll help Wolverine or they'll help Meg? Yeah, yeah. So, um... As her, like, helping Meg, like, to learn to read. Just, like, looking yeah, through I was going to say. Whipping through I've the pages. Um, more is he into Heather as well? Did you get? Yeah, he's, he's get, into everyone. Yeah, anyone that's like got a, a partner, anyway. Yeah, or ginger. He doesn't yeah. want anyone that's single. He wants someone that he has to fight for, and then you know <laughs> lose that battle because he's five foot three. Everyone's got a mate like that. <laughs> um, he he get he he's out there protecting wildlife and he gets shot with a few trank darts and he breaks down and Heather's helping him. Why did they do this to me? And then she, she's reading to him, as you said, and then he loves a flannel shirt <laughs> and they set him up with department H alpha fly. And he walks into a room for th- maybe probably not even three seconds and then walks out in his Wolverine costume. And um, I think there's something along with um, they call him Weapon X, and he's like, "Don't call me that. Call me Wolverine." Um, and and then we get back to the current timeline, and someone else there, some sort of army guys called Jason, and I wonder if that was relevant, but I was too lazy to look it up. So, you know, one of our fans <laughs> will tell us in the comments when we release this, and, and we won't slaps. be able to address it for like six episodes because these are all pre-recorded anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, and tr- they, their thing is they want to know why Wolverine survived the Weapon X project. And, uh, I've survived because I'm a mutant, you dimwit. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You have really been practicing. Vindicator's <laughs> a shit, mate. And then there's heaps of growling. Um, and then we're in the Savage Land. And yeah. we and meet I'm a mutate. confused by that storyline. We meet a mutate or mutates in the Savage Land, and we find out they are Magneto's creations. Yeah, and one of uh, one of uh, what's his name, Sinister's nasties, attacks Magneto and X with her shiny powers, mm. and then it's back to Canada. Uh, Sam, for the record, a mutate is someone who wasn't born a mutant, but somehow through science gets mutant powers. So they're not a mutant, they're a mutate. Is that clear? Thanks for that. Yeah, thanks for that. I, um, yeah. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a mutate. I obviously wasn't paying much attention. <laughs> you were fizzing for the Canada scenes. Well, I was just like, get me back to Meg. <laughs> yeah, and then they're <laughs> and running the test on Wolverine, which seems really weird because it seems like they're just lasering him. And then Gene feels his pain via Cerebro. Thanks for the can't... light, kid. I could use a good tan. <laughs> Jean goes, I could, oh, I feel Wolverine. He's, I can't remember what she says, but somehow he's in great pain. And then Gamma goes, man's always been a pain since the get-go, sure. <laughs> That's a great one. And Sykes, not funny, Gambit. Um, and they can't find him. And then it cuts back to Canada, and the doctor's like, resume the probe, which is the lazy <laughs> thing. Um, and then they work out, well, the only way they're going to have to do it is to remove the skeleton from his body, which doesn't make sense. So here the quits. Puck's Canadian accent is incredible. A, I won't try to do a Canadian accent, but the way his very soft-spoken A's 
I like. Is this is this Rolly Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know his name was Puck. He's I just great. I just called him Rolly Man. Yeah, he's a human. Him. He's a human hockey puck. Is uh, what I came to believe. Anyway. Yeah, that seems and reasonable. He's all dressed in black, and he does the little spinny things and knocks into people. The like real it. strong Canadian accents are an interesting twist too, because this show was recorded in Canada. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, it was. The voice actors—it's—it's it's recorded in Canada. It's written in LA, but it's recorded in Canada. Just checking up on a rumor, General. Um, and then security comes in, robots. Thank God we can c- decapitate them. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Um, it's, every bad guy needs to have robot henchmen just so that there can be some more action. So Wolverine can use his claws. Yeah. Scratch um, up and then nice. the, f- the fracas ends and, and Wolverine leaves and he ain't never coming back. And that's the end of the episode. Should have let me go, Jimbo. <laughs> Any 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 thoughts on Repo Man? I was fizzing during and after that episode, and it actually all started when the opening credits started, and it was all like everything that's happened to Meg throughout the um, first season and what's happened so far. And I was like, "This is going to be awesome." <laughs> well, question for you then: How did you feel when Externally Your started, and all of the previously ons were about Gambit? Um, yeah, not the same feeling, but I, I was still like, I do enjoy a backstory, so I wasn't gutted about it. It just, I think I found these episodes particularly hard because they didn't flow, but uh, the only thing that flowed was the savage that, land. Yeah, the savage land. And I was really confused by that. So it was kind of just like chopping between storylines for me. Yeah. Um, it's definitely slightly more one and done compared to the first season. Yeah, uh, but it is like you said, it is delving deeper, which is nice. Um, that's why I, I think that's why I like the Savage Land parts, like attacked at the end, because yeah, so you're trying to figure out what's happening there. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I find uh, I found the previously on Gambit was real funny because there was a few shots of him using his powers, but it was mainly just the greatest hits of all of his one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, let's get into externally yours. Um, more danger room opening scenes. Cyclops wants it's tougher. We talked about this a little bit before. This Gambit gets a surprise phone call on, on the X-Men phone as well. So God knows how they got that number. And then he accidentally pushes the lever to danger team level maximum. And, and Gambit goes, who is this? How you find me? <laughs> And Cyclops has to deal with Omega Red, Apocalypse, Sinister, and Juggernauts. Juggernaut. Some big sluggy thing that was real gross at the start. Yeah, that it monster was. thing. Mm. Kind of reminded me of um, uh, Star Wars, actually. Jabber. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that big monster in that asteroid that they fly into and um, Empire Strikes Back. Anyway. Sam hates Star Wars because he's not cool. I, I don't hate it. I just haven't um, watched it that very lot, that often. Well, unfortunately, only The Phantom Menace is in the 90s, so <laughs> I want to watch that again. Um, now, this is pod racing. Um, that sounded like Puck. 
<laughs> maybe Anakin's from Canada. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's he from Tatooine, but so, so Cyclops nearly dies in the danger room, and Rogue saves him, and she's given Gambit a bit of a serve, and he just goes, "I gotta go home, Cher. They're gonna waste my brother." <laughs> and then we get a flashback to Remy and his brother. The stuff is confused. The external. I've written here. The external. What the fuck is going on? Some magical tribute thing. Is it Tide or Tithe? Assassins and Thieves Guilds. <laughs> no, I don't. I th- it was Assassins and um, I think it's, I've got it here. It's Thieves, I think. Yeah, Thieves. Whatever Thieves are. Thieves. <laughs> yeah, the New Orleans accents Orleans, really make this. Yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> this, the accents are tough on this one. I think <laughs> I, the backstory is extremely difficult to follow. Um, but I do like the job they've done with the the bayou setting. I think that looks good. The swamp. Oh yeah, yeah. Harks back to Gambit's quote of "There's always more alligators in the bile." <laughs> Does um, uh, Meg call Meg calls him uh, Cajun a few more times? Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot. Does he do it? Does he do it in um, in New Orleans as well? Probably be a bit more dangerous. He, he, he comes in because Sykes, Sykes in the hospital in the, in the infirmary or whatever, and Wolverine comes in. He's, I see he got his licks in before he left, <laughs> and then and Rogue, real defensive, can it, wild boy? If you don't want a little of the same, I've uh, I've gone off Rogue's one liners and I'm all on Meg's one liners now. Yeah, all right, I'll handle it. I do whip Rogue. Uh, um, so Gambit's uh, in the New Orleans and he's looking for his brother, Barbie. And then um, we get this backstory about the assassin, Gambit, the assassins versus the thieves for 300 years. Gambit thinks it's stupid. <laughs> but I also think it's stupid to talk in the third person. Yeah, well, it is. But this guild of assassins, guild of thieves, is, is that a uh, comic book? Big time. One thing? I've never I don't, heard of it. Yeah. It's it's usually there's a little bit in X Men, but there's a few like spasmodical gambit minis that come out through the nineties because he's so popular. But they're All not right. good reads. I've read them because I was a gambit stand for quite a while and it's all a bit shit. Um it's just it's just not that interesting to me. But anyway. Yeah. And they are um, always just related to Gambit. They don't. They don't do anything else in the in nah, the Marvel the, world. The, the, the thieves and and assassins guilds are all Gambit related exclusively. Really, right. the animation of Gambit's brother's beard. It's just like, and if you notice, it's just like twenty black lines on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, I guess. Um. Uh, where are we up to? Oh, yeah. So Gene, Wolverine, and Rogue follow him. And um, I think it's Wolverine who says, the Cajun don't trust nobody. Mm. I think Rogue's moaning about how they don't know anything about him and whatever. And then we um, find out that Gambit and Belladonna tried to bring the guilds together by getting married. And, um, and, then, and then Belladonna puts a magical ring to stop Gambit's powers and, and to kind of capture him or hurt him. Uh, I don't know, but it's not good for him. Magic ring. Good, good thinking. 
Um, and then I've noted that Rogue is really defensive whenever Meg sledges Gambit. Jealous. Um, and then the X-Men turn up, they find the people, and, and they're like, we're looking for Gambit or whatever, and they're like, Remy came. He made the switch. You must be the X-Men. <laughs> um, and um, Belladonna's uh, performed more, more the- More power stuff as well, that helps them. Oh, yeah. Find their way. He's, he's just sniffing everything out. <laughs> Surprised he didn't make a reference to Gumbo. <laughs> um, uh, and Belladonna's performed the old sneaky switcheroo on the on on the on the tide. I don't I don't know if it's I can't remember what it is exactly because they keep the pronunciation of whatever that thing is is confusing me. You assassins got no honor. Um, so they're at this thing, right? So what's going on here? Every 10 years, the external turns up, who is quite clearly voiced by Storm, and, <laughs> um, requires a tribute from each of the guilds, and then she gives two, one guild member from each more powers for some reason. And, one. Yeah. And, um, and, and Belladonna's done the sneaky situation and the, the, the tide, the gift, whatever it is, is a dud or whatever. And they find it out. And there's a big fight. And I just run up. Some of these guys look just like pretty normal, like clothes wise, like kind of gambity, I guess. And some are wearing the most ridiculous costumes you'd ever see. Yeah. It's really hard to work out what's going on. Um, and and the, and the fight, and then Belladonna taunts Rogue um, about how he's hooked up with heaps of birds, and and she's the only one he loved, ever loved, and it's yeah, it's a bit nasty. And um, and then the Meg, external Meg tries to jump on someone's back as usual, and as usual, as usual, it doesn't work. Yep, and then um, it's all going bad, and the externals about to. Um, cast out Remy's brother Bobby and Gene uses some mental interfering to show the external what really happened which wins the days and um, Bobby's wants the external to kill all the assassins Gambit says Bobby shut up and, <laughs> um, and, and then says take away her powers but don't but leave her alive or whatever and, but I was a bit, I, I was distracted because I was. This is probably one of the greatest visuals of the series so far of Gambit's eight pack. Um, Who's getting married? Belladonna wants to marry Gambit. Mm, okay, he's got some serious issues, eh? That Belladonna and us. Yeah, she's nuts, eh? But yeah. then again, you know, like the way he goes about himself, he was always going to attract the crazies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about which spirit ladies do what to which occasions. I'm here to stop a wedding. I whip that. Um, Your Meg's really coming on. Yeah, it's really good. Practice and, makes um, perfect. And then, and then it ends. And, uh, and then it stay again. I'm an X-Man. And I'm never coming back. I thought that was quite nice. You know, I sort of... Yeah, cementing himself as a member of the team because they've obviously got their questions about him. And then they get back to the X-Mansion and I've just got a note here saying, Cyclops being a bitch. 
Look, at that point, he's lying in the hospital bed. I just noticed that he obviously always wears glasses. Imagine marrying someone who always wears sunglasses. That would like be so married bizarre. to a stoner. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kanye. Now, I whipped that gambit moment because, like, we've had the Wolverine moment as well, where he's yeah. like, nah, the X-Men are my people. So yeah. We've had, that, we've had that gambit moment. I think we had that rogue moment as well, actually, too. We also sort of had it with Storm a bit as well because, you know, she leaves her tribe or, you know, whatever, that, that, that emotional connection for her there as well. So Scott and Jean, I mean, one eye and Jean, whenever you're ready, just, you know. Jump on Leave the, the team. Well, no, no you like, want their backstory. Yeah, we'll have that. No, I don't want their backstory. I don't want any more of them. Have that moment where they're like, ah, oh, these are my people, you know? Well, don't worry, mate. Coming for one eye. <laughs> I think it's season three. All right. What are we uh what are we covering next time, Sean? Well, hold on. We we get a little oh. Savage Land moment and we meet oh. someone called Barbarous or Barbarous or something. And they talk more about the mutates. Um, and, and he's grabbing Magneto. And you actually hear Magneto's back crack, which is quite tasty. <laughs> um, and then it ends. It's a bit of a, another, another Savage Land cliffhanger. Oh, so next. That was next the guy time. with four arms, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah I was disappointed. They, well, they got away by oh, yeah. breaking open a beehive and on uh, above him, and he's swinging at all the bees with all four arms. <laughs> that was a great way to finish. That was awesome. I was gutted because there's an X Men villain with four arms whose name is Forearm, and I was hoping it was him, but it's not. Um, I thought you were definitely right. going to make another tie into Mortal Kombat with Forearm Man, Goro, Kentaro, and Shiva. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, so next episode we got seven. Jeez, that's a that's a big ordeal. We're gonna have to. There's a lot, man. There is there is a lot of um, one and done um, episodes there, so we can run through them. We got time fugitives one and two, a rogue's tale. You mm. like that, Sam? I assume. I don't yep. know, I remember what it's about, but the name's good. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, boy. Um, we've got one called Mojo Vision. I can't wait for you to find out about Mojo World. And then, got last time, yeah, and then we've got Re Reunion 1 and 2. So that's that's next episode, episode 5. And um, I think I mentioned this earlier, but a lot of the most of these episodes are pre-recorded, so we haven't been doing our due diligence, dear fans. So please like, subscribe, rate, uh, give feedback, Review. Whatever. Yeah, reviews. Whatever it takes. Um, We're not quite you know, sure what it takes yet. No. Uh, but if it if it takes listening to this podcast on silent just so it gets an extra view or play or whatever, we're okay with that. Right? <laughs> we are the alpha flight of podcasting. We need everything we can get. Oh, that's um, fantastic. It, so, yeah, no, no final views necessary. I think we've covered off each episode nicely. So, without further ado, I've lost my sign-off. I've had a yeah, sellers. <laughs> sign us off, gents. <laughs> what's the sign-off? <laughs>
Leave it in. Mission, ac this? mission accomplished, mission, buddy. Mission, ac mission accomplished, buddy. Let's go home. Oh, jeez. Ha, 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 ha.